Welcome back to the Hot Tip as Daily Pick Show for college football bowl season part two here in a four part series going over some bowls. Um, you know, we're getting into the, the bigger bowls, but we still, you know, the week right here before Christmas got some small bowls, but still some great value as far as betting goes. So let's jump right into it. The first bowl I want to take a look at the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl coming at us from Frisco, Texas. UTSA taking on San Diego State. Now, this UTSA team, 12 and 1 to finish the season. San Diego State, 11 and 2. Both very strong. Obviously, both competing in their respective championships. UC or UTSA coming out victorious there. Winners of Conference USA. They're only lots of the season coming to North Texas the week before. And they've honestly just been a very, very solid team. They extended trailer through 2031. And I mean, we'll see how long he stays. I can't imagine if he keeps coaching like this he's gonna gonna be there through that contract but nevertheless he signed it and you know san diego state was not a bad team either they lose to utah state in the mountain west championship um and let's be honest, that's not a, a bad loss considering the fact that the San Diego State team, all of the COVID problems they had going into that game were absolutely insane. Um, and they also have a loss to Fresno State going into this one. But as far as this game goes as a whole, you know, UTSA has definitely impressed me. Their ability to stay in games has been super, super good. Frank Harris has been a quarterback who has just really played amazing football this year. 2,900 yards on the season for him, 25 touchdowns to go along with it. And honestly, this UTSA team has one of the better wide receiver groups in the country. And maybe not the country, but Conference USA for sure. I mean, they were the top of that group. Three guys with over 600 yards there. Um, but really the the real, you know, big part of this UTSA offense um, was Aaron McCormick at running back. You know, over 1,400 yards, 15 touchdowns on the season for him now. It's going to be a little bit of a, a, a hit to this game. He's obviously declared for the draft. He will not be playing in this game. So, you know, without their star running back, UTSA on the offensive side of the ball concerns me a little bit, but they've still put up 35.14 points per game um, and averaged 6.11 yards per play. Granted, that was with him on the field. It, it's a different story now, um, but I still think their offense is very good and they can still move the football. As far as San Diego State goes, um, you know, the quarterback, you know, going into this game is still a question. Lucas Johnson and Jordan Bachmeister. Um, have both dealt with some injuries. Both of them should probably be available for this game, but there's really no word yet on who's playing. And and honestly, watching both of them play this season, they're kind of the same quarterback, in my opinion. I don't really have a strong opinion either way on who starts this game. Um, they've done a great job spreading it out to their receivers, though. They got three receivers with over 300 yards. Matthews, Cott, and Bellander all have over 300 yards receiving, but they don't just have that one guy who's kind of an anchor or really anyone who, you know, just has is, is been a great receiver. Um, George Bell, or sorry, Greg Bell, um, leads the team in run with 999 yards i'm hoping to you know push over that thousand mark here and i I would assume he does um but their offense hasn't been great this season only 24.62 points per game which is not horrible by any means um but it's gonna be hard going up against a utsa defense that has played pretty solid football you know they've held teams to 21.93 points per game as well as 5.56 yards per play and let's be honest this this utsa season has just been a crazy one um it's been really exciting to watch you know the roadrunners um kind of come out of nowhere and just being this dominant team in conference usa and well san diego state hasn't been a bad team by any means you know obviously only two losses they were in the exact same state um yeah as utsa going into their conference championship only one loss 
and their defense has been good too you know they've held teams to 18.07 points per game um, as well as four point six four yards per play and um, while I think this spread well I, I don't think I know this spread for UTSA would be much higher if McCormick was playing and I think that's why we, we see it so low here um, since he's not playing that that is definitely a hit to the UTSA offense but with these defenses basically being the same with the question marks that San Diego State still has on their offensive side of the ball as, as far as quarterback goes um, I just feel way more comfortable betting UTSA here I don't think their offense is going to take a major major hit I still think they're going to be able to score some points here um, and I still think they're going to be able to move the football um, relatively well so give me UTSA minus two here in the Frisco Bowl Next up, we got the Union Horn Mortgage Gasparillo Bowl from Tampa, Florida. Honestly, this matchup between UCF and Florida, thank the the bowl makers for giving us this game. You know, um, they've they've Florida's kind of been dodging playing UCF, I think, since 2006. And the fact that we actually get to see them play here, um, any in-state rivalry game like this, no matter you know how big, how small the teams are, they're always a joy to watch. UCF comes into this game eight and four, Florida six and six. So not the greatest of teams going up against it here. Obviously, Dan. Mullins gets fired at Florida you know no one really saw that as a surprise Billy Napier comes in from ULL absolutely love the hiring there um, but as far as going to be coaching in this game it's going to be Greg Knox um, who you know is the running back and special teams coach here for Florida and looking over to UCF you know Greg Malzahn had uh, some some rocky times this season sure you know obviously the the injury to Dylan Gabriel really you know derailed part of the season but um, Mickey Keene really came in and did a lot you know it, it caused Dylan Gabriel to go and you know um, enter the transfer portal he won't be um, you know even on the field for this game um, not that he would have been playing anyway but you know Gus Malzahn really finished the season strong five and one down the stretch and Keene had a really good you know job at quarterback replacing Gabriel 1500 yards 16 touchdowns on the him um, but really the, the key to this offense, or I don't know about the key, but two of the, the big parts of this offense was the great running back duo in Richardson and Bowser. Um, Bowser should be back from his injury. It looks like for this game, he missed a little bit of time. Um, but reports I saw said he should be playing and it's definitely going to help because it's a team that is 188.67 rush yards per game. Um, Ryan O'Keefe has done a really good job catching the ball too for UCF, 727 yards per game for him. Um, and they're putting up 29.69 points per game, also averaging 6.07 yards per play. So UCF was a team I loved going into the season. They, they had a lot of adversity, still fought through it, end up going eight and four here to finish the season. And, and I love their position they sit in going into their bowl game. As far as Florida goes, you know, they're had a rough, rough year. You know, only two SEC wins to Tennessee and Vanderbilt. They obviously won all their non-conference. But um, Emory Jones is gone. He's not going to be playing in this bowl game, transferring out. Um, and he was a huge, huge part to this team, whether it was passing the ball, you know, 2,500 yards for him, as well as, you know, his running game was insane, too. So know him. Um, they're going to, you know, look to, to the backups to hopefully get Jacob Copeland involved. Um, or, sorry, not get Jacob Copeland involved. Jacob Copeland also out. Um entering the transfer portal looking to get Justin Shooter involved who you know will be the the, the guy who gets majority um, of Copel's targets now that he is in the lineup you know 496 yards per this season um, for shorter overall this Florida team they, they scored the ball okay 29 or 29.38 points per game this season 6.69 yards per play uh, but without you know um, 
Copeland and, and um, Jones in the lineup on this offensive side of the ball, I think they're definitely going to have some struggles. And they're going up against a UCF defense that, you know, has not been super great by any means. They've given up 23.23 yards or points per game. Um, but I think they'll be able to stop Florida enough here in this game. And, and Florida's defense isn't anything special either. They've given up 24.54 points per game, um, allowed 5.42 yards per play. And honestly, the, the shape that this roster is in for Florida, it surprises the heck out of me that they're actually still the favorite in this game and, and favorited by, you know, almost a touchdown. You know, it came down um, to six and a half as we record this, um, but it's still a little bit shocking to me. They've, they've really struggled in bigger games this season, not to say that UCF is, you know, a super great opponent this year, but it's definitely, you know, not an easy opponent at all. UCF um, getting points here. It, it really just baffles me a little bit. I especially six and a half. I just love this UCF team. Bet on them a few times this season and and going to continue to ride them here in this game. So give me UCF plus six and a half in the Gasparillo Bowl. Next up, looking at the easy post Hawaii Bowl, we got Memphis taking on Hawaii. Memphis comes into this game six and six, Hawaii six and seven, and you know Hawaii is very lucky to even be playing in a bowl game. Um, thanks to you know the the Hawaii exemption, getting to play their thirteenth game, they they get to six and seven on the year, so they become bowl eligible with a losing record, which um, is a little bit funny. But you know this Hawaii team is not in great shape you know the, the outlook for this program is very very low at the morning moment quarterback shivan included um transferring out of the program brandon schrader is going to be you know the guy getting the start for this game and he looked all right in the, the games he played this season nothing super special but um they also lose running back dd hunter um who's transferring out too um Derek parsons you know will, will get the main snaps at the running back position now 618 yards on the season for him already so you know those two guys leaving this hawaii team definitely hurts them and it's definitely why they are such big dogs going into this game um but i don't think it's the end of the world by any means you know they still got a solid wide receiver group um and nick Mardner, who's put up 913 yards um calvin turner jr who's also putting up 876 yards and while overall hawaii doesn't you know you know lights out scoring they're only putting up 26.71 points per game they have been decent in that category as far as memphis goes going into this game They've just been way too inconsistent for me this season. You know, it's you never really know what you're going to get. You know, they finished the season strong, um, you know, with the, the win over Tulane to get to six wins. You know, both these teams having to win their last game just to get to bowl eligible. Seth Hennigan has been a pretty good quarterback for Memphis. 3,300 yards on the season for him. Um, but he'll be without Calvin Austin III, who, you know, who is an absolute stud at wide receiver. Um, he's, you know, opting out of this game, headed to the draft. Um, so, so without him, the passing game is definitely a lot weaker brandon thomas is also out at the running back position which which scares me a little bit to, to look at this memphis team um you know rodriguez clark will, will get the majority of the snaps he's only put up 387 yards in the season and you know the offense has been pretty good this season at least scoring wise 27.77 points per game averaging 6.05 yards per play but again really for both these teams without some star players it is going to be interesting um memphis defensively though is really a question mark for me you know um, they could definitely use some help. J.J. Russell was really, really good at the linebacker position, 123 tackles for him. But outside of him, they definitely struggled. They allowed 27 points per game on the defensive side of the ball. And, and I really think this defense for Memphis and really the team as a whole continues to struggle here in this one. Not to say that Hawaii's defense is great. You know, they've allowed 26.71 points per game as well as 5.9 yards per play. Um, but I think they're in a little bit better shape. And really what it comes down to for this game, you know, their defenses are pretty even. The offenses are pretty even. Both teams are missing some star players. 
Which leads me to question, why is Hawaii, Hawaii still seven and a half point underdogs at home in this game? It really makes no sense to me. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. Oh, Memphis is a good team. It's a team I've looked at several times this year, but without Calvin Austin the third, I really just cannot bet this team at all. Granted, you can make the argument that that you know Hawaii losing their quarterbacks a little bit, you know, more of an issue, but it, you know. <laughs> group of five level college football i don't know that it's you know nearly as important to say you know if it was you know one of the playoff teams losing a quarterback this late in the season and, and like i said hawaii getting seven and a half points basically at home here in the hawaii bowl you got to take it so give me hawaii plus seven and a half here in this one and closing up this part of the bowl previews the tax acts camila bowl between georgia state and ball state this one taking place in montgomery alabama on christmas day georgia state comes into this game seven and five on the season ball state is six and six and you know for this georgia state team they had a very very strong finish to the season went six and one to end the year um really just you know kind of played out of their minds to to, to you know get to this point darren grainer has been an okay guy at quarterback 1500 yards 16 touchdowns on the year for him um you know isn't anything special jimmy thrash has, has been his best target at wide receiver with over 447 yards and three touchdowns here but there isn't a ton of depth at the wide receiver room which is a little bit concerning but the running back room is really where georgia state excels they got two guys who can absolutely you know do so much on the ground tucker gred leads the group with 899 yards nine touchdowns for him jameer's williams is also 810 yards nine touchdowns for him as well so you know two guys who can can run the ball extremely extremely well and offensively they might not put up a ton of points only 24.23 points per game they're only averaging 5.49 yards per play but that run game is just so so dangerous for this georgia state team and as far as we look over to ball state you know their, their mac play had some ups and downs that you know they, they kind of you know <laughs> went in in cycles on how well they were playing but um drew plitt did do a pretty good job for this team at least a, a decent enough one 2200 yards 17 touchdowns for him jay sean jackson leads the team in receiving with 683 yards justin hall also putting up 613 yards and and they got carson Steele, who did a really good job in their running back room with you know over 829 yards for him but outside of of really the the, the numbers there offensively they haven't necessarily looked great they only put up 22.54 points per game and they really weren't anything special this season on the Davidson's side of the ball they weren't horrible you know they held teams to 24.46 points per game um, but the georgia state defense hasn't been too bad either you know and they definitely the georgia state defense really improved down the stretch of the season you know those last seven games or whatever it was you know they looked like a, a different team they only allowed 25.38 points per game uh, 5.52 yards per play this season and, and and don't get me wrong neither one of these teams is you know a, a super great football team by any means i mean we got a seven and five and a six and six team um but when you look at it georgia state was a team that that i really loved in certain spots this year um and this to me feels like another one of those spots it's a team that that, that has really just looked good they finished the season very very strong um and only five point favorites here i think it should be at least a touchdown if not a little bit more so give me georgia state minus five in this one and that wraps up part two of the college football bowl previews. Part three and four will be coming out very shortly um, for, you know, all the, the New Year's week and then New Year's Day slash Eve and playoff games. All the, the quote unquote bigger games, even though I think some of these smaller bowls um, do present the best value. But if you want to see more college football, NFL, college basketball, NBA, NHL, UFC action, head over to hot to best .com, Take a look at the computer model picks up on the website. 
Also, if you're not already following me, I had to best Chris on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you follow me there so you don't miss out on any future content as well as on the Best Stamp app where you can get early access to all of the picks the second I make each pick, which is especially important here for college bowl season, um, you know, because of potential opt-outs or whatever, really throwing some of these lines off. But um, hopefully our games don't get too affected because I have already obviously bet all of these. Um, also, follow the Hot Tip Best Main account on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok to stay up to date with everything over there. As well as if you're watching here on YouTube, hit the like button button subscribe to the channel hit the bell notifications you don't miss out on any future content and most importantly drop a comment down below let me know who you guys are betting on for this bowl season and thanks for watching today's show i will see you guys tomorrow